1: Hour number three of Drive Time Sports You're on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer standing by in northwest Arkansas. I'm Randy Rainwater from the capital city. And uh, Bart yet to connect. Hopefully we'll get Bart Reed to join us here in a matter of moments. But uh, Rick, one, I wouldn't say interesting note, but it was interesting only from this aspect that when I read it finally in print, I thought, thank goodness, this can now officially be put to rest. That is, this was from CBS Sports College Basketball, Grant Nelson transfers to Alabama. <laughs> really?
2: Wow. Boy, there's, there's breaking news. Did they put
1: breaking news with that? (laughs) I mean, this thing is so old. You know, I say this news is so old. It seems like it's so old anyway. But uh, anyway, I guess you can now say it is finally put to rest what is going to happen with one Grant Nelson.
2: Hey Bart, did Hello. you know Alabama just got another transfer guy in the transfer portal? <laughs> did they? Who
1: did they? Randy, Who it's they breaking like? news, tell him.
3: Oh, Grant
0: Nelson?
1: Yeah. <laughs> the headline, the headline Grant Nelson. They should have said finally transfers yeah. to Alabama rather than it's Grant Nelson transfers to Alabama. That uh, yeah. good gracious. I mean, this is like nine weeks old, it seems like.
3: I'm telling you, but, Randy, my sources proved to be right on that deal because even though they went for another big, they said they are not going away from Grant Nelson, and they did not.
1: No, you were right about it. It's just how ridiculously long it took for this to, quote, now my understanding is, though, there were some academic issues that had to be cleared up, something like that. Yeah.
3: Yep. 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 But now that they're cleared up, listen, they've got Alabama's got them a playmaker on the inside. This guy puts up big numbers and can do a lot of stuff. Inside, outside ball screens. He's physical. He's got great touch. So he adds another dimension. Right after losing Brandon Miller, they just reload.
1: Well, my understanding was he had a uh school course called monopolizing on the NIL that he had to get the uh, (laughs) passing grade from and uh, that made him eligible at Alabama.
3: That's right I don't I don't know why people are saying that Alabama does not have the NIL resources that Arkansas has because I would think Tuscaloosa would have plenty of that so I'm sure he's doing well for himself.
1: Yeah I'm sure he is too. All right this from our Asher record service company live fan feedback. Ball fan 870, Arkansas talent. How is the state the size of Arkansas continuing putting our talent on this scale? Would really enjoy hearing Bart discuss the reason how slash why this is happening. Maybe it's just luck, but somehow I don't feel like luck has anything to do with it. So how does the size, Bart? the size of the state of Arkansas continuing, putting our talent on this scale?
3: Well, it's a little bit of the perfect storm. I think you have a mixture of having really great, and I say great, resources in the summertime with people like Bill Ingram and the Arkansas Hawks, and and there are plenty more out there that provide a really great stage to showcase the players' talent and skills to coaches on the next level. Um, That's that's number one. Arkansas does a fantastic job, and a lot of it is that's where size helps us in terms of helps us meeting the state because it's easier to collect and know exactly where the talent is. So, you know, when I played for the Wings, Randy, Coach Crawford, it, it was not hard to find the 12 best players in a particular class in Arkansas because there were just not that many compared to a California or Texas The other thing is access to information. And access to information goes along with training. Basketball is a skill game. It's probably one of the few with baseball last true skill games left. Skill is king. If you continue to develop your skill set, you will continually improve on the court in terms of production. So when I first started, there were probably about or three trainers that was 10 years ago now there's probably 15 to 18 trainers and that's great because it's opened up doors for other players especially young players to learn the game very young and continue to grow and build over time
1: bart would you also argue if that's the right phrase or term uh but when I look at all of these fantastic uh, arenas that have popped up, I mean, now you've got an independent, so to speak, uh, maybe not classified as an arena, but a, a basketball facility in Summerwood. But Southwest has got one. Searcy's getting ready to open up one. Uh, russell has got a palace uh lone oak has got a palace it seems like there has been maybe over the last five or so years such a now a lot of these i know they're saying are multi-purpose type facilities oh we can hold graduation in there or we can do this or we can do that right. uh, more than just it's a basketball arena but would you not say that the facilities growth has added on to the development of some of these young men and young ladies in regards to their overall growth?
3: Yes, and I, Randy, that's a great point, because it, it, as you mentioned, some great arenas. As you're talking about, this is filtered down, guys. They're double-A, AA, triple-A schools with really, really top state-of-the-art, better than a lot of college arenas on the mid-major, 11, yeah. Division one level. totally. It, it really is incredible, and Randy, Rick, that goes to the overall emphasis I think that school is starting to put into athletics. Instead of running from it, I think they've embraced it. And it goes on the same on the football side. When you increase your facilities and your amount of spend and the resources you put in, you're going to get more out of it. And that's, that's a great point. And we have, you know, finding gyms was a hard thing to do a couple of years ago, 10, 15 years ago. You couldn't get into the gym. Now, in the summertime, with these really nice arenas, there's room for multi-sports to be in there, and gives players a chance to play year-round.
1: There is a facility. Uh, now, it is a multi-purpose, not basketball only. Uh, this is for all different sports uh, in in uh, Greenbrier. I don't know if you've seen that facility yeah. that they have there, but yeah. on the upper top uh half well really it's about a quarter of the facilities they built basically an indoor batting cage pitching mound with i mean nets you got it all i mean they they can take a little bit of infield even uh in that in that area and then down below they've got the softball area uh, for the ladies and and I mean football can do their thing inside there it is one special facility they have there uh in uh in Greenbrier that uh yeah is really it sure is. state of the art uh. and Randy
3: what that does too because is we're in dead week and we got to talk about this because we're we're right in the middle of dead week for high school even on a smaller scale like we have at hoopahs we're fortunate enough to have a private facility. We don't have to observe that week. So we have kids in the gym right now working that normally on those 14 days would not pick up a basketball. But if they want to, there's just a lot more places that they can do that.
1: Again, it's the development that's going on. and, and uh, That's right. And you, you did kind of brush. I mean, you, you touched on it, but I know you don't want to toot your horn. But the trainers can make a huge difference, uh, particularly in skill development. Um, because not many kids, let's face it, you know, I, I was, I was a young pup and I watched a, um, workout. Uh, I can't remember if I was watching an NBA game or what it was, but Oscar Robinson and how many dribbles, just dribbling that he worked on every day and both right hand and left hand. And, um, I mean, if I said a 1,000 with each hand, I don't think that would have been a a gross exaggeration. But uh, that back then maybe didn't have the the kind of trainers you have today that helped you develop those individual skills. All right. Uh, This one, Bart, we kind of touched on it uh, a little bit yesterday, but uh, I think this is warning more. Uh, This again from our Asher Record Service company, Live Fan Feedback. Five star fan says, Arkansas high school basketball rankings. And he says, when the insider, Mr. Reed, boy, he doesn't know you very well, apparently. Uh, <laughs> when the insider, Mr. Reed, gets on today, please ask him to spend some time talking and really breaking down the 2025 2026 class saw prep hoops in-state rankings for 2025, and wow. Can this class be better than the 2022? Incredible. Then 2026 as well. Can he talk about the top two, maybe? So 2025 and 2026.
3: Well, I think it would be premature to say that as good as that class could be with the 2025, that they would be as good as the 22s. Because as we all know, Nick Smith, Khalil Ware, all the way down to, to, to UCA commit, to, uh, uh, that class was exceptional. But let's talk about the top, let's say, four. Isaiah Seeley and Terry on Burgess are battling for what I would say, Randy, the number one spot. Now I'm a little biased to Terryon because I've seen him. I know size. Isaiah Seeley from Springdale is number 28 overall. Okay, Terryon is, in some regards, 17, a little bit higher. Both are four-star type of talent. McDonald's All-American potential. In the three-four slot, you have Jay Sean Hayes, as we talked about yesterday. Mm-hmm. Kellen Robinson. So. You know your list is really good when Kellen Robinson is at four or five, Randy. I mean that's a young man that scores at will, and then I would put Luke Moore 20, 2025 Central playing up for the Arkansas Hawks. that is what I would call five right off the bat. Power five count. Deely six seven, on six nine, Jayshawn six six. Kellen Robinson's extremely physical. Six three. Uh Luke Moore is six one, extremely physical. So Luke Moore was actually the first freshman ever to be offered a scholarship in the Big East. First freshman ever. So it's that type of talent. But Randy, I think where the state will really wow you as you move down, it's the depth of the class. So there's the Bo Bachelors that's a six seven at Poen that is a mid-major Division One player that probably most people are not talking about. There's that type of talent, just like in the 24s when we talked about Elm Shelby. That's a Division One talent, low Division One, mid-major. So it's not just the top-tier players. It's the overall breadth and depth of the class. It's just really, really good. If you look at the 2026, I think two stand out right away. J.J. Andrews is uh, number seven overall player. He's the best shooting guard in the country. 6'6", six, six, extremely athletic. And Jacob Lanier at, at six 6'5", was all state as a freshman, averaged 15, 7. So those two are standing out. Those are two Arkansas offers already. And that would make up the top two in that 2026 class along with the top five in the
1: 2025. So... Okay, let me let, let's talk to Trey. Trey, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Bart?
3: Yeah, I guess it's uh, Division Two athletics, but mostly basketball. Uh, so UA Fort Smith is changing conferences. Uh, I guess from Lone Star to another one. Uh, is there a reason why it, they uh, went to the MIAA rather than the uh, the GAC, the uh, Great American Conference, where they'd be closer to a lot more in-state? Uh, teams and i don't know how that affects you know uh d2 basketball or not but anyway that was my question i thought it was interesting i enjoy y'all i'll hang up and listen
1: thank you trey
3: thanks sir now randy you're the guru in division two and conferences so you are very well equipped to answer that more than i am
1: well my understanding bart this was about being able to play schools closer in proximity so it was as much of a cost-saving move as it was anything. Um, UAFS, uh, that mean, they can tap into I don't know how many schools within the uh, Oklahoma area uh, combined with the Great American Conference schools that, that could play a non-conference that's in the state of Oklahoma. Uh, I mean, Fort Smith, you got all the way down to Magnolia, to Monticello, um, across the state, so to speak, Henderson, uh, well, not really across the state, but uh, Henderson, Ouachita. So I'm I'm just guessing uh, what I read was this was more about cost savings and being able to uh, place schools closer in proximity. 'Cause I gotta believe I I mean, why not the Great American Conference? That that's an outstanding conference. Sure. Yep.
3: Yep. But if you can save the dollars and that's why so many people have been advocates of Arkansas playing UALR Little Rock and A State, it's money. It helps it helps everyone, especially the division two and lower division ones and mid major D one. It takes a lot of money to travel.
1: Now see, Martin, I don't I don't ever see and uh, I know Arkansas plays uh, UCA, but I don't think you'll ever see Arkansas unless it be an exhibition game, uh, which did not count on anyone's schedule, a Ouachita or a Henderson, something like that. But um, they have reached out because they are among the 300. UCA is part of the 356 or whatever the number is uh, involving Division One schools and basketball. It's not like you're FCS, FBS, and all this other stuff that goes on in, in football. but um, Right, right. Uh, so let's just, see. Oh, Go ahead, Mark. I'm sorry.
3: No, no, no. No, I just, I love it how a lot of the state schools play, a lot of the universities. I just think it's really great for the state, but it's just so cost. I mean, my two years, Randy, you remember, we, we had to travel to Georgia okay. and then Oklahoma State, which was – Set up with Coach Moncrief and Coach Sutton, but just think about the difference in cost of travel and going to Georgia taking your bus versus going to Fayetteville and plane driving three hours. Like it's uh, it adds up. You must say, all over the the budget for the school.
1: You know, it's interesting. Uh, Wimp did not like to go anywhere on a bus. The only time that WIMP would ever agree to go on a bus was, as an example, down to Lafayette, Louisiana, for the uh, tournament. And uh, because it was always open-ended, you never knew how long you would be staying, so it was difficult to book flights. But
0: that
1: was one thing I did like about uh, Coach Sanderson. He, liked, yeah. he was used to that travel with Alabama, and uh, he didn't like those buses, I can tell you that. Uh, this uh, from our Buzz text line, I have no idea where area code 573 is. says Bart. Missouri. Oh, is it? Okay. Uh, yep. Bart will never talk about himself, but I will. I know Bart, and I know how good he is at his micro training. Look at the players. He is trained in how they have succeeded there are only 30 pure sweat trainers in the world under drew hanlon bart is the only pure sweat trainer in arkansas so bart what what does that really what does that mean to be a pure sweat trainer
3: well it really is certainly the the man who is behind that And, and you were good enough to have Drew on the show, Randy. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah,
0: yeah,
3: and to to say it lightly, the guy's got let's see, this last year he had four NBA All Stars. So Zach Levine, Bradville, the current Joe, uh, MVP, Joel Embiid, he he, Jason Tatum, he has done this for an extremely long time. I believe eighteen years, and so he is one of the gurus if not the biggest guru in the world as it relates to basketball. And he puts a lot of emphasis, time, and education into his trainers. So I, I had to do a mentorship for, Randy, it was a year and a half. Just, it was a year and a half job interview is what it was before I was accepted. And I have to do a ton to keep my certification
1: each year. All right, hang on, Bart. we got to take the break. Bart Reed, pure sweat, basketball skills, Thanks again to Martin Orthopedics, Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater, Drive Time Sports.
0: And let's do this right now.
1: already know this particular piece of information. Um congratulations. Billy Moore, the all American quarterback, defensive back back in the day. Mm. They play both sides of the football. Eighty three celebrating his eighty third wow birthday wow. today.
2: About that? Well I can tell you that um You can take the work that Butch Henry did uh, before I was there. He hired me as assistant. You can take the work that I did. You can take the work that every sports information director has done since us, since me, and I can tell you none of them compare to what Bob Chain did to get Billy Moore named first-team All-America quarterback in 1962. Because when you look at his numbers, there is no way in this world that you should be all America with the numbers that he had, <laughs> but but he was, and and Bob, this was back then. The, the sports information guy had a big part in how guys made all America, and Arkansas was good, um, uh, won eight games that year, I believe, and uh, lost to Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl, but uh, and Billy had a great year. I'm not diminishing that whatsoever. He was a a running quarterback. Uh, Had some long runs. Uh, In fact, had a couple of them that were among the longest ever at Arkansas. Was an average passer. But, you know, and I don't know if in 62 he played defensive back also because he evidently was a great defensive back. So he, you know, and the reason I say all that is because we've been talking about Ryan Mallett and then you talk about Quinn Grovey. You can go to Bill Montgomery, Joe Ferguson, Billy Moore is the only first-team All-America quarterback Arkansas Mm -hmm. has ever had. Ever. Right. Right. Ever. Wow. So, uh, you know, so again, Billy, if you're listening out there, happy birthday, and you ought to be still to this day. He's deceased thanking Bob Chain for what he did for you. How's that?
1: Great piece of uh, information there. The (laughs) history that went in behind that because I wasn't aware that –
2: now, he was a great player. There's no doubt he was a good player. And and this was back uh, when, yeah, players went both ways. And Billy evidently in 61 was probably more prominent. As, I guess he was more prominent as a defensive back. I'm not sure he was even the starting quarterback. And then in 62 had the great year as a quarterback. So, uh, you know, give him a lot of credit. His brother Henry Moore was a great running back for Arkansas in the 50s. Had a big day uh, when Arkansas won its first game ever at Texas and 54. So um, it's a
1: great football family. If I remember, I guess maybe a current day comparison might have been Johnny Manziel. Not off the field, but I'm talking about on yeah. the field. Yeah,
2: yeah, possibly. Yeah,
1: because he was. They say very, very elusive. Yeah,
2: that's right. Okay, so, Bart, while we have you here, I'm reading um, you know, during the break about uh, there's some coaches at some, I don't know where they're all together, but uh, they're asking them about expanding the NCAA tournament. And uh, there are a couple of them that are absolutely adamant that it should not be expanded. There are a couple that are absolutely adamant that it should be expanded, some to as many as 96 teams. What mm-hmm. do you think of that? No.
3: No. No. Yeah. I love
2: it. Just the yeah, way it is. I, yeah, I agree. 68, is it? that's a lot of teams, 68. It is. And, so it is.
3: and if you look 96? at the field, it's a diverse field every year. Even though people get left out, Rick, it's a diverse field every year, no matter which way you look at it.
1: Yeah. That's almost like, um, what is it, 40-some-odd bowl games there are? Yeah,
2: 42, 43. Yeah. yeah, 42,
1: something like that. I mean, there's not enough qualified teams to fill the bowls <laughs> every year. Yeah. You're having to take – yeah. A five and seven team, but because of their academics, they get to play in the bowl game. So. Last year was a,
2: they they filled it. They really did. But you you think about that? That means some teams had to be really bad, because there's 125 Division One schools. Yeah. So that's 86 spots in bowl games. I think they have eliminated at least one bowl game for next year. So let's just say that's 84 spots. So that means there's just 41 teams that don't qualify. That means they all have to have really bad records to make sure the 84 are at least 6-6, six and six, right? <laughs>
1: That's crazy. Yeah. But if you
3: look at it, comparative, in the NCAA tournament, it's probably the greatest sporting event because on any given day, anyone can be beaten and the first round has almost as much significance as the Final Four. I mean, it's really, right. from an excitement level, just watching it, I think it's I wouldn't touch the NCAA tournament. I think it's
2: well, and you had two teams Perfect. this year, correct me if I'm wrong, that nobody ever would have dreamed would have been there. What,
3: Florida Atlantic? And uh, Miami. Miami. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Especially, but Florida Atlantic, well, get ready. The hype begins. They're getting all five of their starters back from uh, this past season. Amazing they That's lose right. any of those to the uh, old famous transfer portal. And, um, and
3: Randy, they just came in and offered an Arkansas player, Ford Atlantic did last week. Ty Robinson, 2024 20, from Lake Hamilton, six four guard. So they've offered one of our state's own. Hmm.
1: Didn't know that. Thank you, Bart, for that information. This from our Buzz Text line Billy Moore has Alzheimer's. Carrie, oh, his girlfriend, no. takes care of him that from oh my gosh. Erie, uh, E-R-I-E, Erie, I guess. very sorry to hear or that. Or is that Earl? I can't tell. Mm. Um, words are too small. Um, this is from the world of entertainment. I figure if I do a story like this, then I'll get the basketball questions come pouring in for Bart. Um, this was actually in the um, New York Post today. Uh, what they call page six. Kevin Costner, his acting fees and rental income was $19.5 million. He is reportedly worth $250 million. His family spent almost $12 million on expenses in twenty. 20- 22. His soon to be, I'll break it down in a moment for you, Rick. Wow. His um soon to be ex-wife. Uh, she wants two hundred and forty-eight thousand dollars a month in um alimony. Now, some of the big ticket expenses, Bart, you probably would have to charge Kevin a little bit more than this. Personal trainer just twelve thousand. Had over $830,000 worth of gifts, whatever they were. Beach club cost, beach club cost, $288,000. Golf and club dues, $34,000. Boat expenses, $26,000. Spa services, $22,000. Auto insurance, and I do not want his, uh, don't recommend me his insurance company because I can't afford them. Auto insurance, $24,000. He gave $36,000 to charity. Medical expenses, holy smokes, $238 thousand dollars and then Christine's American Express credit card spending two hundred and twenty three thousand dollars. Now he has two houses, one in California, one in Colorado. The one in Colorado is it took nearly two million dollars to operate in twenty twenty two. The ranch manager got $92,000, which I guess was his salary. Other employees, $171,000, insurance, Now I don't know what all this means, but I can't afford it, Mm $164,000. I would hate to have his internet bill. I mean, Mm -hmm. I gripe about my internet bill sometimes. But it's nothing like this. Internet bill was forty five thousand dollars. It took twenty thousand to clean the clean the house. Repair and maintenance, three hundred and thirty-one thousand dollars. Utilities, hundred and twenty-four thousand dollars. Whatever commissions mean, four hundred and fifty-nine thousand dollars, and the poor mortgage payments was just one hundred dollars and $28,000. That's what uh, you call what, the rich and famous.
2: Is this what he's... Wow. Like tax deductions or something? Or what are you reading? I mean, he's trying to get... Those are expenses. Some of them can write off. Some of me he can't. But I, I got to tell you, I'll bet I'm a lot happier than he is. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I mean, well, right. he's
1: painter her. See, so he wants to stick to the original agreement that they made. They're pre that they signed, which was fifty-eight thousand dollars a month. Hmm.
2: You could probably live pretty well on that too. That was the prenup. Now she yeah. wants
1: two hundred and forty-eight thousand a month, and he is saying, uh-uh, because she's going to use this for cosmetic surgery and all this other stuff. Well, what how long, how long have they been married? I don't know. They got they got three kids. She's, wow, that
2: a actually, that's she's a lot lot younger than he is. So I guess that's why she wants cosmetic surgery, keep looking young. But two hundred and fifty thousand a month. <laughs> Good grief. Uh, Fifty-eight thousand a month. That's uh, man, uh, that's, two months. Uh, that's that's a I just like to salary. have what they
1: spend on insurance. Yeah. One hundred and sixty-three. <laughs> now there's another house. It took three hundred eight thousand dollars to run the other house in California. Wow. So between hey, the two. Brady, them, we'll that's take the two. Golf want, well he, he
3: can just hand over the golf dudes, yeah. To to <laughs> so yeah.
2: he's probably driving a car that um takes high insurance because it's you know probably some exotic car that if it gets dinged up it'll cost a fortune to fix it.
1: Must have been that Mustang he drove in Bull Durham. I doubt that. <laughs> I mean, you must have a dirtier house. I doubt
2: if it's the. Uh, I doubt if it's that. Uh, what do you call it? That he drove in Field of Dreams either, which was kind of an old junky yeah. vehicle.
1: The The uh, cleaning well, in the house in California was sixty-five thousand, compared oh to the paltry figure of twenty thousand in Aspen. Okay. Hmm. All right, Bart, I do have, actually. I, I thought I'd get a few questions for you out of that little segment there. Hang tight.
0: You're safe at home with Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network.
1: Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainwater, joined again by. Bart reap Pure Sweat Basketball Skills. Thanks to Martin Orthopedics. Bart, this from our Asher Record Service Company Life and Feedback. Reed wants to know Isaiah Seeley. Bart spoke of him. I'm not familiar who he is. Can he talk about him again?
3: Yeah, so probably the best kept secret in the state because, one, because of proximity away from Central Arkansas, but then also is Isaiah Seeley's a youngster, so he was only a sophomore last year, but was part of the Springdale team that made it to the state championship that got beat by Coach Swift and Jonesboro, but Isaiah Seeley is number 28 overall. He plays on the EYBL for Mocan, which is a storied powerhouse program that won the Peach Jam just last year. Averages 10 points. Seven rebounds, three assists from Oken. Last year he was All-State average. Springdale, 18 points, eight rebounds, seven assists. He has offers flooding in from all over. So Arkansas, the entire SEC, the entire ACC, like he is that good. And he has grown two inches, guys, two inches from the time season was over to right now. So he's about 6'7", six, 6'8", six, a long 6'7", or 6'8". And it's exciting because I do believe that Isaiah Seeley is going to play with Bill Ingram and the Arkansas Hawks in the Las Vegas Classic coming up in a couple of weeks. So we'll get to see how that goes with Honor Botang and some of those other guys we just talked about. But uh, this young man is, a again, a McDonald's All-American type target and will be, what I think, a five-star. He's a current four-star right now. He'll be a five-star by the time it's
1: said and done. So, Bart, is he a three? Is he? he can he grow into a he, four maybe?
3: Well, so good call, Ren. He is a true combo guard. He is silky, silky smooth. Almost reminds me of remember how Joe Johnson was just so smooth. Yeah. He never rushed. A, he's got that same type of game. Can shoot the ball really unselfish. Has great footwork. Great handles. Get to the rim. Uh, maybe a little bit more explosive than Joe was at that time, but. Certainly, their games mimic each other a lot. It's very, very smooth with the basketball.
1: Bart, you may not know the answer to this, uh, but I'll go ahead and ask you anyway. That's me. Uh, Casey said, do we know anything about uh, when Bayfall will be on campus? Steady word is that he isn't coming and is being replaced.
0: Ooh,
3: I have not. We'll have to get an update on that. I have not heard that he is being replaced. I do know that as we kind of broke that, that he was working through some academic issues once we figured out that the Ron Holland deal, because I think that was holding him up a little bit. But my last report is he's working through the academics, but he is still set to come and he is not being replaced. We'll, we'll dig around, Randy, and make sure that that's that's still the story.
1: I think the longer a, I think the longer bar yeah. that this drags out, typically this is where the rumors or this is where um, people start making these assumptions. oh he's not coming. He hadn't made it to campus yet. And uh, of course there was some other questions I think some may have had. And there could have been some accuracy to it. Uh, that some other schools were uh, I wouldn't call it tampering, but I guess you could call it tampering because technically he did sign with the University of Arkansas but uh yeah, yeah it made to campus yet so
3: well, I think he would have already been there and I know that if it had not been for academic issues he would have already been on campus. so now that doesn't mean Ray, that his, something hasn't changed. But he would have already been there if it not been for academic. He cannot be there because of some academic hang-ups. But if he has fulfilled those and not on there, but certainly you're right, Randy. We're getting push comes and stuff. Coach Musselman wants those guys to report very early compared sure. to some schools. So he's late, really late.
1: Well, there also, and this may be putting, in some people's mind, two and two together to come up with four, but uh, that is there has been – rumors that arkansas is pushing or trying to get uh land another out of the transfer portal a young man from southern mississippi and i don't know how i think he's back in that six 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 seven range but i don't know how valid that is um bart this also from our asher record service company life in feedback uh tom says Bart, why did the Lakers not draft Nick Smith Jr. with the LeBron connection?
3: Well, that's a great question. I'd, I'd really like to ask them that because I, I can <laughs> promise you, this is where we can kind of talk about this a little bit more now that it's not as stressful as the situation. I think when you were watching that draft, Anthony Black went, I think, as early as – he was going to go and went to a great spot i think some people saw nick at 14 with the lebron connection not only they connected nick's agent is lebron's best friend they nick spent time this summer with anthony davis and lebron working out like that goes really deep lebron just signed a hundred million dollar two-year extension with the lakers is rumored to be buying the team and they don't take Nick Smith, but they take a guard. And so that was where I officially started paying attention and thinking, what's happening? And then, guys, the other point is Brooklyn at 21 and 22. When they have back-to-back picks and they don't take them, I was wondering where is that going and where the Lakers are going to kick themselves. But ultimately, Charlotte lands in a good spot. But obviously, their goals with Rob Blink as the GM there, didn't see Nick fit as a fit. Uh, but certainly, they went with the shooting guard guys, which really surprised me. If they took out of that position, I could see it. But they basically drafted next position, just another player.
2: Do you think LeBron wants to buy the team, the whole team?
3: Oh, he's a flex. That's that's been his whole goal since uh, since he joined the league. That's yeah. So he he wants to buy him and Rich Paul. They want to. They've been actively looking to buy a team. Now I think. Rick for a couple of years. So,
0: did they they see want, what
3: you know, Magic Johnson bought the team. LeBron's got to have a team.
2: So, did they see that Charlotte sold for, what was it, $4 billion? And they're terrible. Yeah. So, what do you think the Lakers are going to go for?
3: Uh, trillion? Oh, I don't, did you, did, uh, yeah, did you even afford it? I, I have no idea. But it would be, wouldn't you think a record in terms of franchise?
1: Oh, my gosh, yes. It. Sure. It yeah. Well, the Washington
2: Commanders, have, you went for $6 billion. I don't. Know, it would probably be somewhere in that vicinity. If if the Charlotte Hornets are worth four billion, then you got to think the Lakers are worth at least double that.
3: Yeah, at least if not more. And uh, I I I would I would venture to say LeBron is on the backside of his career. Obviously, I think it's these two years. He's done, but his net worth is valued over a billion dollars. I, right. I just saw it a couple of days ago. So
2: right. he's got one. access to money. Yeah, that's, that's one. Sure. You that's, need eight.
3: I guess that's, he's got access well, to true.
2: others, doesn't he?
3: <laughs> that's true. That's, that's just, I guess, what he can access. But I'm sure he would put a group, you know, just like Magic, I think those guys can put a group together
2: Yeah.
3: with the snap of oh, a finger yeah. and, and right. be, be players. But yeah. I would think the bus if they were going to sell it to anybody it'd probably be LeBron.
2: Wow, amazing!
0: Hmm.
3: Mm. These the athletes are so extremely influential that I saw Michael Jordan made three hundred million dollars last year off Jordan Brand. That's his that sound- royalty mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. from Nike. So, not and not many so, retired
2: athletes can make that. LeBron eventually might. You never know, but not many yeah. retired
3: athletes make that. But they have reinvented the game in that regard. Yeah. Yeah, that's right.
1: That is uh simply beyond I don't know. That kind of it's, money again it's just it, it's, it's just crazy. It's and it's not yeah. slowing
3: down, guys. That Jordan brand's growing still. So it's Yeah. It's, that's no sign of slowing down. That is
1: absolutely crazy. All right, I'm checking to make sure that I have circled all of the bases. Well, it doesn't matter. There's the music. All right, Bart, have a great hey, weekend. Filming. We will talk with you next you. week. That is Bart Re, your sweat basketball skills.